Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah! Bunched up at the line of scrimmage. Rodgers keeps. Steps up. And throws high caught and the catch is good by Robert Tanya. Do you have a sense that they are better at the scramble? Does she have confidence in them? Or does this does this offensive scheme help in those I think it's you know, I was thinking coming in the game that uh, just based on their athleticism and their ability to, to cover folks, there's gonna be a couple off schedule plays I just needed to make. Uh, one of them was on a screen pass, you just kind of moving and, and throwing one. I threw a left-handed one to, uh, to Trey, and then obviously Bobby had a nice play on the on the adjustment. We've done that for a long time around here. It's just, uh, you know, with a really good front, with the crowd noise, and with, uh, you know, them dropping seven and locking on the guys, you're going to have to have some off-schedule plays. That's Aaron Rodgers, there the question is. asked by our own Mike Clemens in the highlight, courtesy of my man Joe Buck, and I'm glad we didn't have to hear uh, Troy Aikman. Mike Clemens joins us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. He's brought to you by Potawatomi. It's all happening at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. Pot- it pays big.com. Mike, Mike Clemens, you ask him that question, Aaron Rodgers gives you one of the most upfront answers. Yeah, he knew there were going to be a couple of plays he had to make that were uh, going to be off script. And people are wondering if you know there's a drop-off with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm here to tell you, if you saw the pressure he's under, he should have gone down on that play and instead left-handed shovel pass to Trey Carson or should have gone down in the middle of the pocket and instead flicks that ball about 35 yards down the sideline, a dart, a laser, that Robert Tanyan, second-year tight end, pulls in for a big game. That's quintessential. That's 25-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So he's still got that. He's still got that. And you can see him still moving around uh, as well. So I, you know, I, just, that, I think that was an important point and two huge plays to see out of Sunday's game against the Cowboys. Mike, also one play that's got everybody talking is just the absolutely ridiculous roughing the passer call on first-round pick Rashawn Gary. It's happening all around the league, too. I mean, Clay Matthews had one, and then Rashawn Gary showing his speed. That's another guy that's uh, had a, you know, a lot of people doubting him. And I think some of the things I want to do as we lead up to our pregame for Monday Night Football against the Lions is, is I want to talk to some of these players that we haven't talked to that much so that listeners get a better chance or a feel for what these guys are like. And so we asked Rashawn Gary today what he thought about that call. I had to look back at tape to see. I, I remember I was trying to swipe at the ball, and I ended up hitting his helmet, but I didn't even know I hit his helmet during the play. Yeah, it, it was it was ridiculous. He, like, barely touched it. He just, like, barely grazed it, Mike. I, yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah, and, and, you know, there's an interesting thing going on right now between the refs and the coaches, this pass interference challenge call. Mm-hmm. You know, after the egregious 
mistake of not calling pass interference on the Rams against the Saints in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to do anything. And then at the NFL player meetings, the coaches insisted we have to have some control over this. We're not going to lose our jobs or a trip to the Super Bowl over a damn horribly missed call. So now the refs are kind of like they still – the refs are tired of getting yelled at by coaches. The refs want a little bit more respect back from these teams. But the, the rules have become so convoluted, and it's so frustrating for the football coaches and the players who just want to play football, and the refs are in the middle of all this. And so you see these refs, if, if, you know, unless it's a clear and, and questionable um, call that was missed or something, they're not going to review it. So the, 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 you know, the coach has got to throw his, his challenge flag. There's no more even-keeled guy running an NFL team than Jason Garrett. And for this guy to flip off and start dropping F-bombs to refs and, and getting a penalty for that, that shows you how bad the problem is that the league needs to address. And I, I just that's something I picked up on over the weekend talking to people down in Dallas. Mike, how different does this culture seem in that defensive side of the locker room? Aaron talked about it a little bit later on uh, in his press conference after the game this week. Just about what those Smith guys have done, kind of creating a, a, a different culture with the defense in that room. When Zadarius Smith brought in from the Ravens, was elected team captain after week one, after they beat the Bears. Something Noel Fleur came up with. Let's have some permanent captains besides weekly captains. And then Zedarius comes up with a big sack on Joe Flacco after the Broncos game. I went to his locker right after the game. I said, Zedarius, not only are you making big plays, but, you know, you're including the hometown fans. And he told me, I asked Coach this week, LaFleur, he said, let me help you with that third down thing, man. Let me have our guys celebrate. And you guys can make videos of that, and you can play that up on the scoreboard. I said, really? Yeah. Yeah, I went to the coach. So that's where you got the photo session thing and some of these other things where they're being creative and the rules let these guys celebrate. Why not use it? Why not have some swagger? It's fun, and it gets momentum going in the locker room. And so for Rashawn Gary, in a way, it's taken pressure off of the first-round pick like he's supposed to have six sacks by now. Um, and he was asked to have guys like Zadarius and Preston sort of taking that pressure off you being the number one pick. Man, I'm here to play ball, man. I'm here to play ball. And um, pressure, we into the season. I'm not worried about none of that, man. Football's football. I'm here to play football. And, you know, having, you know, P and Z, you know, leading the way, I'm happy to join that. And I told him I'm going to be part of the fun. So, you know, just save something for me when I get there. <laughs> save something for me when I get yeah, there. That sounds, right. like, uh, that sounds like dinner, Mike, when I know that I'm going to be a little bit late. <laughs> right. What about the uh, interception by your guy, Shandon Sullivan, number 39? I liked the celebration, but going into the year, Mike, into preseason, I, I got lie. I can't lie, I, I didn't know much about Shandon. Well, and it's another one of these guys, too, that, you know, the, the Packers, that, I mean, they keep on stirring the roster. Today they worked out over a dozen, dozen players, and they signed another tight end to the practice squad, Ethan Wolf, a kid who's been with the Titans, six foot six, 252 pounds, Shannon Sullivan is a guy that had been with the Eagles last year, got released, so the Packers signed him May 1st, and by the third week of training camp, you saw these got this guy making plays on Aaron Rodgers in practice like he made the other day against Dak Prescott. Here's Randall Cobb going down the hash and then coming back on kind of a hook, and he's, he's wide open. He's beat his man on a comeback, and Dak is making the correct throw. He just doesn't see Shannon Sullivan 
off to the side by the sideline, make this leaping interception, and pick the ball off. And, again, this is another one of these guys I want to sort of introduce the listeners to because they're like, yeah, who is this guy? Shannon Sullivan was with the Eagles last year, got a couple of games in, and now is a guy that has really broke through in Mike Patton's defense. He talked about that first pick. A little bit of both, you know, just studying, seeing what his tendencies are. And we knew, you know, everybody knows we play a lot of man coverage. It's not a secret. So we tried to make it look like man and really was covered too. You know, he gave gave me a chance to make play on My first job, I'm the hook player, so I kind of wanted to reroute to get to the numbers and just play my hook area. But, you know, the back release to the flat, so I kind of wanted to play with him, make it seem like I was going to jump it. And then when he saw me go like this, he tried to throw it right behind me, and I was able to, you know, come back around and make the play. And it was a heck of a play, Mike. I mean, a leaping interception in the end zone. To, to be able to bait a little bit like that, that, that takes some savvy from a young player. And then he takes the ball, and he hits his knees and looks to the sky and holds the ball in his right hand. And someone clever on Twitter thought, man, that looks just like Nick Collins when he, when he got his pick and returned for a, a six against mm-hmm. the Steelers in that same stadium, you know, when they won the Super Bowl ten years ago. And so now this is interesting. You know, how does Matt LaFleur make the difference because I don't think he's a, a rah-rah speech guy, but you guys were talking earlier about, the, again, here we watch this videotape of the third quarter. Aaron Rodgers comes out the field. He's frustrated they didn't convert on third down. What the difference is, a Mike McCarthy or these other coaches, they don't go and talk to that player. But Matt LaFleur bird dogs these dudes. And I told you, <laughs> he did this during OTAs to Jimmy Graham with, in, with his foot in a, in a boot. You know, mm-hmm. he, Jimmy Graham makes the wrong cut, and he's out there, and he goes, no, no, no. Now, he runs up there and gets in Jimmy Graham, veterans say, said, no, you have to cut here and this way. And I remember me telling you that, that yeah. that's kind of Pop Warner, man. Shouldn't that, isn't that something your position coach should be doing? That's the way Matt LaFleur is. So he's seeking it out. So he's going to talk to these guys in the sideline. That's what gets that whole bod, bad, you know, bad body language issue going up. You know, between Rodgers and him. Uh-huh. Remember you used to talk about body language? Nobody apparently cares about that in this team. They'll, they'll just yell and, 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 and work it out. And right now, I don't think it's disrespect. So they get back to Shannon Sullivan and his celebration to Nick Collins, and he said, you know why? He says, it's, it's this picture that's right out the door here. These are these new pictures that Matt LaFleur has put up all around that facility of more contemporary things that happened. And right outside the door of the locker room, is Nick Collins in the Super Bowl, and so Shannon thought, eh, I'll, just, I'll do the same thing. Here's what he said. You walk out there and you see the picture right there, so it was kind of in my mind already, and then like when I got to selling in, like when me and T and a couple of DBs had some things planned, and I was like, man, now nah, we're not doing that, so I just ran and did that, so it was just kind of cool because I found out it was at like the same stadium, kind of same area of the field, so it was just kind of unique, paying homage. That is awesome stuff, Mike. That is great. That I mean, that everyone thought that they were taking these pictures down, and it was going to be, oh, my goodness, we're not going to see Johnny Blood McNally anymore. Right. Instead, you're seeing guys that these dudes probably remembered watching that Super Bowl. That's a perfect example. Of great course. stuff. He saw that. He saw that, yeah. One other quick thing I learned about from Dallas. Have I got a minute here? Yeah, for sure, Mike. Uh, Joe Zell and I went to the Star, the Whoa. Cowboys' brand-new facilities oh, okay. mm-hmm. out in Frisco. I thought that was like a different In-N-Out burger that he yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, well, that was along the way. Yeah, okay. So, but, but, see, I've sort of been on this tour. You know, when Packers played the Falcons, I went early, and I went down to Flowery Branch. Mm-hmm. Arthur Blank, billionaire, target, successful. You know, I mean, he wanted everything he did in business. He owns half of Atlanta. He knows all the bankers. Home Depot, yeah. Home that. Depot. He wins... That's right, Home Depot. Yeah. He he uh, uh, he gets he influences all these bank investors to to invest in Flowery Branch. They're beautiful facilities there, state of the art. 
at the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, right? Can't win a Super Bowl. Ziggy Wolf, you ride in the elevator with him after the Vikings just lost to the Packers. Ziggy Wolf, Target, billionaire. All these guys that are so successful at how to make millions of dollars, and he's built a brand-new facility that, quite frankly, might be better than the Packers in Egan, Minnesota. This draws free agents. This draws coaches. This draws all kinds of other interests. It's a better place for your players. These owners that are spending billions to take away all the excuses to make it the best place to play and work in the NFL. And Jerry has done the same thing with this place called the Star, with the, the chandeliers, a, f- a football field where the kids can play on, a half dozen high-class restaurants, and, and Titletown is right there with them. What's even better about Titletown, it's across the street from the stadium, mm-hmm. not 20 minutes away. And it's, it's a revenue source for these teams as well. But at the end of the day, when you ride down the elevator with Ziggy Wolf and he lost, or you ride down the elevator with, with um, uh, uh, John Elway, John Elway, and he leans over after he watches Joe Flacco <laughs> throw another pass to the sideline, he leans over to one of his dudes in the elevator and says, too many dumped off balls, man. Like, why isn't he taking shots? We're down by two touchdowns. Too many dumped off passes. At the end of the day, I, I think it's been so interesting. You've been been around Wes Edens and Mark Lassery, Mark Ananasio, billionaires, really smart guys. They buy these teams, and they can't win a championship. You know, you've got to have the right coach. You've got to have the right players. You've got to have so much. They're so successful at all these other incredible achievements that they've made, and it's, it's just so humbling. It's no different than your fantasy football team and how hard it is for them to win these games on Sundays. And to, to go to these places and be around these guys, you know, in the press box around the stadium, mm-hmm. it just becomes even more clear how passionate, if there's anything that they can accomplish in their life, is to have a chance to hold up one of those trophies and how hard it is to get one. Mike, appreciate it, man. Incredible stuff. Glad you're back safe, and uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Get ready for Monday Night Football. Thank you, Big Show. That's Mike Clemens. It's gaming. It's fun. It's spas. It's all happening at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.